And we are live. And oh, and I kicked. Wow, the first time back, and I already mashed the microphone up. All right, let's try this again. So, hello, and welcome to the podcast about nothing, the podcast about nada, the podcast about jack shit, the podcast about daily squat, um, whatever the fuck this is, we are back from a holiday, um, hope you guys have fun in the past two weeks, because I've not seen you, or heard from you, if you know what I mean, um, Yes, I am back, I'm refreshed, I feel so much better than I did before, um, and I feel good, yeah, it's been a, it's been a week, as per usual, but when is it not in the, you know, Anoush household, but nevertheless, we carry on, we move, as Lavs usually says, um, yeah, no, it's, it has been a week, it's been nuts, I've kind of recovering from Prague, um, the weather shits in England, as per usual, because the weather in Prague was beautiful. And I'm kind of getting a cold, which is not so great. I shall be drinking tea out of it and not be editing any of it out, because I don't care. Nevertheless, here we go, we carry on. Um, So yeah, no, Prague was great, it was cool, it was fun, I'm going to talk about that in a second... But some news, some freelancing news. But you like drum roll. I got a new job. Bah, 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 bah. Still not enough to, you know, pay the bills. Which is okay. It's fine. It's okay. We um we carry on to quote Jared Way from Michael McCormick. We do carry on. But I do have a new job and I'm very excited. It's actually a lot of fun and a little bit of karma, really, for my other employer because their company closed down, which was uh, not surprising <laughs> because the lady was terrible. Um, yeah, she's just so unorganised and, like, what was really sad, actually, to get into it is that the kids were, like, in my old job anyway, were really enthusiastic, but a part of them and all of them kind of knew that they were, like, they were being relied on because there wasn't that many of them. There was like fifteen of them. Oh, excuse me. Um, there was like fifteen of these kids, and they all kind of realized that if one of them left or if one of them was to go, um, that the place was shut down, which evidently it did. But like to have that kind of pressure as a kid to kind of do your best and to you know perform like better than the other like because it's a it's a um it's not just one theater school it's like uh there's like it's like a company or it's like a branch as such um and yeah to have to feel like you have to compete against other schools and to feel like you have to um i guess to kind of prove yourself to prove the talent and then after all of that, the school still has to be closed down. Like, hopefully they can be transferred. But I know that some of them, you know, it's hard for them to get to certain places because, you know, they're young and they don't drive. And, you know, some of them are coming from far anyway. So it's like a hassle. And 
I don't know. It just really upset me because I was, as much as much as I don't care because per that place was terrible for me. Um, it's really sad that uh, you know uh, a place that should have been so up, um, you know, nurturing children to basically just before but just getting confidence because like regardless some of them some of them are going off to drama school some of them are doing this doing this for fun but um it's really sad that it closed down and i said i don't really feel a type of way about it but you know like i'm, I'm sad for them i'm empathetic towards them however but that because i started my new job and they are giving me other jobs which is really cute so like it's the same setup it's like kids in the school and we perform and rah, 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 rah. but these kids like there's it's set up differently so like i teach like the tiddly tots like the f- three to f- to seven year olds so they're like tiny kids and they are so much more fun no offense to the other kids but they're so much more fun um you know, they kind of engage more and I just walked into the classroom and I felt like I was flourishing with my teaching, especially because I've only been teaching realistically for a year. You know, the fact that I've just got into this classroom and be like, right, boom, so this is what we're doing today. Hello, I'm your new teacher. You're going to get used to me kind of thing. And not like a, in a overbearing way, but just kind of asserting myself as like, telling myself that I deserve to be there. Now, this doesn't mean that I wasn't up till five o'clock this morning, like, panicking about this lesson which is it, i kind of am annoyed at because realistically it was just playing games with them but i was like sat there thinking okay i've got to do all this planning oh my god i need to do all these things and what if they don't like me or what if i forget something okay let me pack my bag before the night before and all this other kind of hoo-ha and i'm really upset that uh at myself that i let myself get so anxious over this job which i might more than qualified to do um, because, you know, the manager said so, and he was like, yo, I've got all these other jobs for you, if you would like them, then you are, have at it, so it's like, they are seeing, like, they are seeing that I am good at what I do, and realistically, like, this is not even, um, my main job, but I think it's just because a lot's riding on this, because essentially this job is essentially paying my rent, so it's like, um, you know, it'd be nice for it to to kind of pan out and hopefully I could get more money than my rent and I could buy things like food. Um, and yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm excited, I'm happy. It's still a long time coming, still waiting for, you know, other things to happen regardless, in regards to teaching and my side hustle as such. Um, yes, but whatever. It's just, it is what it is. We're getting there. Um, so yeah, there's that. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's nice. And we just kind of, we, we're moving on. Um, that being said, uh, I've come back from Prague. I've come back from Prague. I am so happy I took this holiday. I apologise again for, um, not being here. On I should have really recorded early, but I needed this holiday, I've needed this holiday since, like, the end of uni, which was, like, May, um, I've needed a break, I have needed some time out to reflect and to think, to just be a hoe and be stupid, like, I have just needed time to do everything, you know, and just let a lot of emotions out, and it has been, like, 
I mean, I don't want to be one of those people, but like, it's the most life-changing thing that's ever happened to me. No, it's not. Like, it's, it's been fine, but like, this has honestly been one of the best things I've, the, one of the best decisions that I've made this year in t- 2019, which is take time for myself and rest. Um, and I'm going to talk a lot about resting and all this other bullshit, but let's talk about Prague. So, a beautiful place. I was so, like, it started out actually kind of terrible for a plethora of reasons, but overall Prague was like, it's so pretty, it's really cheap. If you are poor like me and you need to get away, book your flight early, Ryanair, it's a terrible, it's a terrible uh, budget airline, but let's carry on. We, you've got to do what we've got to do in, the street, in these streets. If you're all right with Ryanair and, you know, get a cheap Airbnb that's a little bit out of, you know, out of uh, the way from the centre of Prague and, you know, you just travel in. Honestly, honestly, it is, like, the best decision because it is so cheap. I spent 30 quid the whole time I was there. Granted, didn't eat a lot when I was there, but I spent 30 quid, three zero, the whole time. I spent more money at the airport coming back, let alone, like, at the British airport, I spent more money than I spent my whole fucking time in Prague. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And granted, I didn't eat out every night. I actually went to Lidl and brought some food. Um... I didn't have an oven, so, like, my food was quite limited. Um, Yeah, no, it was honestly, 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 one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, Like I said at the start of this, Prague did not start off well. Um, I basically, I just had a panic attack, really, and it was so bad it lasted to, from, I got there on the Thursday, it lasted till Friday midday, and the reason I had a panic attack was essentially, I, this is, like, my first time, Kind of, with again, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but since I was very young, this is the first time in a while that I've actually been in a place so I have nothing to do. Like, there is nothing required of me, there's nothing for me to learn, there's nothing for me to teach. It's literally, that's it. Like, this is what I have to do. And I think that in itself uh, was scary to me. I got really worried uh i was like panicking because i was thinking what if like this amazing opportunity comes up and i'm not at home or what if somebody needs me or somebody something happens and i'm not here and rare, 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 rare. like i was like kind of over dramatizing things and then weirdly enough what actually triggered my complete brain like meltdown uh <laughs> i opened like a packet of cheese it was from Lidl, so Lidl's kind of universalish everywhere but i opened a packet of cheese and it smelled i brought like instead of buying like normal mature cheese i brought like vintage cheese and i basically i cried i literally just couldn't stop crying i was like in tears just you know bawling i was like ha- trying not to like burst into tears because i was with other i was in like an apartment um but yeah i was crying i was crying i was crying uh i cooked pasta and i didn't eat it and then i was like trying to watch things on my um, phone but it didn't work and then i just turned it off and i cried and i cried and i cried and my disassociation which that's another story uh like my maladaptive daydreaming essentially which gets tends to get worse when i'm in distress um that went haywire like (laughs) 
<laughs> that was just I was not on this I was not on this plane. Like I was gone. Uh and yeah, and what was really strange is that I had this breakdown at the start of the first day of Prague. And the second day I was I just got up, I was like, Alright, let's go to the beach. <laughs> like I think I just pulled myself together and I was like, Alright, cool, boom, so here we go. And I'm so proud of myself for even just getting to that point, to the point where I was like, all right. Because I could have, you know, and I wouldn't have blamed myself if, or be mad at myself if I decided just to stay in the apartment the whole time because realistically, I'm still relaxing. But I was like, you know what, Anusha, you're going to go out, you're going to make some friends and you are going to have fun. And what did I do? I met two new friends. I went out, we were dancing Spanish music. They gave me their beer. I read my book, uh, Thick. Um, which I'm going to talk about later. Um, and, yeah, I had fun. You know, met a very cute... Uh, oh, let's get on to this person. I had met a very cute, like, lifeguardy type person thing. Like, he was in charge because you have to pay to get into the beach and he was, like, one of the people. And he was like, oh, yeah, how are you? I was like, I'm good, how are you? And, you know, doing, like, the kind of casual flirting thing. But only there's only so much we, you can do when you don't speak Czech. So, <laughs> a lot of eye flirting going on, a lot of like head nods and hugs and kisses. It was very cute. Um, yeah, so I went on to read my book and then I went back home and it was great. Uh, and yeah, just did my normal touristy shit, you know, was touring around Prague, you know, met some new people in Prague, did one of those like walking tour things, and then I went to have some beer. I don't drink beer, but I thought I'm being wild today, so let me drink beer in Prague. That was strange. But, you know, beer was fine. You know, things are expensive in the centre of Prague, though. Yikes. Um, because you would walk down and uh, you would come off the tram and then you walk down and you would see, like, Dolce and Cabana. And then you see, like, Carl, Lang Carl Langsford or whatever. And then you see, like, Calvin Klein. And you're like, oh, I can't afford anything here. Give me a H&M. And later on, I found out there was a H&M, like, uh, a couple of blocks down. But... By that time, I had to get to the airport, so I don't really have time to um, shop. But, yeah, no, clothes are expensive there. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Starbucks is expensive too, because that, I spent £4.50 on a small, like, uh, one of those milkshakey drinks. I spent £4.50 on a small milkshake drink. I felt like slapping myself, because that was just fucking rude. Um, but, yeah, clothes are expensive uh we did the things and the stuff you know and then like literally other days i just spent inside and i just wrote and drew like it was honestly one of the best things uh that i've done again like i said the best decisions that i've ever made but i think what was the at the start of the week i think another thing that caused the breakdown not just the first because it was the first time that i um you know, it wasn't the first time that I had been away and alone is essentially somebody from my past who I've mentioned on this podcast a, lo a number of times. Uh, essentially, this person was the one who suggested that I go away on this holiday. I remember them saying, like, oh, you know, because they were somewhere like Germany or some shit like that. They were like, oh, it's the best thing you can do. You just need to go away and relax. And rah, 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 rah. and I foolishly, like, a, like an idiot, you know, we are learning. Um, I basically put a lot of this holiday uh, 
I made this holiday about him where I didn't need to, if that makes any sense. Like, I didn't need to. Because uh, this holiday, he wasn't on this holiday. He didn't tell me to go to Prague specifically. He was like, you should go on holiday. And I made the rest of these decisions myself. And then he decided to be a fucktwad and, you know, did what he did. And it's like, and I think, I, th- I think it just brought up memories. I think that's all I can say. Like, it brought up memories from uh the days we were talking and then realizing that i made the best decision into blocking him from everything um you know kind of stuff like that like i it was i think it was just like an end of an era i think that's that's probably the best way to put it it was the end of an era of being a student not full-time working, which I'm still not full-time working, but besides the point, you know, not full-time working, not uh, having anything association with uni, you know, I'm still not going to graduation, so, like, that's that for me. Um, uh, Yeah, like, I've got a new circle of friends, I've got new goals, I've got, like, everything has drastically changed for the better, but I think it just freaked, again, it freaked me out, because this is, it was, like, the end of all the stress and uh worry that I've uh had to alleviate from my body in you know, I just left it. And again it was scary and I think part of what we don't really talk about, um well we do, but I just think it needs to be talked about more is like the difficult parts of recovery and the difficult parts of getting better as such. Because like it's these past maybe two or three weeks have probably been the best. In the sense that I've, these things that I'm kind of talking about on this podcast and and these things that I'm kind of chatting about just every so often and whatnot is creating, you know, it might seem kind of simple to some people like, oh, well done, she's decided to go on holiday and rest or, oh, well done, she decided to go to sleep today or, oh, well done, you know, she's making better decisions, where, 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 what's the issue? Like... And I need to, one thing I need to stop doing um, is putting myself down for celebrating my, my own personal wins. Uh, oh, God, I'm sounding like a really cheesy I, IG post now. But um, it's because, like, these things, essentially, are, I'm putting, this is the results of the work that I'm putting in. Like, you know, we talk about therapy, we talk about getting better and positivity and, you know, whatever. And it's good to talk about these kind of things but also like actually sitting in these negative and uncomfortable feelings um is also just as important as you know saying yes you go to therapy and um yes i'm doing better or whatever like i'm sitting in these i'm not feeling great honestly i'm burnt out i'm tired i'm still depressed what else is new but what's crazy is that I was talking to my therapist and I was saying all this stuff but she's like the difference is you are actually getting better it's just gonna suck you know and like the start of this uh holiday and I guess the end because when I came back I felt a bit low as well but I think I was just coming back to England and just you know being here (laughs) you know it was like I think I was just so scared because I'm like, I really am changing. I really am changing. That's, I didn't ever think that. I, it's kind of, I think the worst thing is I was made to believe by a plethora of people that I was just, 
quote unquote unfixable or just toxic inherently or I was just a horrible person and you know what there may be some truth to that I am a bitch but I I think I've learned recently that there's no such thing as being unfixable or you know there is there's always a process to getting better you know feeling better um and this for me personally this uncomfortable feeling is the aftermath of a breakdown um and it's ugly <laughs> it's not cute it's not instagrammable it's not whatever it is disturbing i'm still you know i still go back into old habits like i have barely eaten you know for the past few weeks like today is probably the first day i've eaten a decent meal and i say decent quote unquote um you know like i'm barely exercise going outside exercising i'm like you know i'm still not great but i'm doing a lot better and i think it's important to celebrate these wins, to celebrate these uh, moments in our lives that are shit, but we realise that maybe a year ago we wouldn't have ha- had the same reaction, we wouldn't have done the same thing, we probably would have done something completely different. Um, and, yeah, and I think this holiday has made me realise that this is the beauty of breakdowns because, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, like, in its beauty, there's ugliness. <laughs> but at the same time, like, who gives a fuck you know this is your life and you have to kind of sit in these we don't have to but like sitting in these moments and just allow yourself to feel negative and to feel shit you know not every day yes reflect what is this what what chakra is this or rare 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 rare. reference to my summer house people big up you guys because you are real ones um (laughs) you know um uh you know what chakra is this or what you know what um part of my life should I like go to my child and look sometimes it is just shit and it's fine sometimes things are just shit and for me things have just been shit but today I it was like today and yesterday actually have just been really long and hectic days but we did it we are here we made it you know oh my yeah I'm still in pain um but yeah But yeah, no, I I wouldn't have it any other way. And Prague was a huge learning curve. I rested. I did what needs to be done. Um, and I don't I don't think I'll get here. Period. And I am here, and that's the beautiful part about it. Like even going back to it, like I, if you don't know me, hello, Manusha. I should have really said that at the start of the podcast, but whatever. Um. um but yeah no uh i did a a a piece a musical piece i'm gonna say musical piece because it was just poems and music but uh, what are you gonna do um about feeling lost and suicidal and feeling like i'm never really gonna come out of it and it ended kind of bleak i just kind of was like yeah i'm here but i still feel shit like and to us i wouldn't have it any other way like i look back at um that piece of material but even even though that was happened in april april 30th and i've grown so much since then like the growing that i've done and the things that i've done and the things that i do 
I am so much better than what it could have been. And I am so, so proud of myself. Because, again, I didn't think I would get here. I thought, I don't know what I thought would happen, but this wasn't it. Um, that being said, this is not the end. There are still changes to be made, uh, especially in the way I do things. And I think with me and me personally, because if you haven't noticed, I'm quite an organised person. Like, I'm quite a... I have things set in my head that I do and I do them. Like, I have goals, I have intentions, I do things with intention and I, like, I, I set out and I do it. Um, but that being said, you know, I have intentions, I have goals, but for my own personal growth, my own journey, per se, uh, maybe that kind of hard-hitting approach isn't always appropriate. Sometimes I do think that... Uh, Maybe, you know, I should be kinder to myself. I should be kinder to other people around me. Kind of adjusting to the new me as such, if you know what I mean. Um, and just take baby steps. Take, like, little bites of, um, you know, what's going on and what's happening. Because, you know, it's... It's... It's, it's a journey. Like I said, it's a journey. And in the retrospect of things, this is... I'm only... In recovery, I say recovery because I'm going to say barely in recovery. You know, I started going to therapy in May. It's now September. That's not that long ago, really. Um, and, you know, I really only started realising and saying to myself, yo, I had a breakdown in June. <laughs> when the things in my life started to calm down a tad. And then maybe like maybe like the last two weeks I've only just accepted that it happened and I'm trying to move on from it. And like, you know, I'm I'm kinda of making strides, but from now on I'm just gonna kind of take it easy on myself and just realise that I'm still in recovery. I'm probably never going to be again fixed as such. I'm just gonna be changed and that's fine. Um But I, I think another thing I would love to give myself uh ease on is resting now if you've, if, if you've been following this podcast for the past uh, few weeks thank you it's been a journey and i've loved it now if you've not noticed most of these podcasts i complain that i'm tired today's not one of those days i actually feel quite refreshed regard even though i didn't sleep till like 5 a.m uh but yeah i feel pretty good um and yeah, no, but, you know, these past few episodes, maybe episode one, which I recorded at, like, midnight on a Sunday, I think, I am always tired. Like, that is just something that I am. It is just a me thing. <laughs> Until, and I think, it bothered me, though, actually. Like, it bothered me with friends and, uh, people who didn't know me enough to say when they would kind of make jokes about me not sleeping and me not like me being tired and this is important but most of the time these people were not black like non-black people and at first I was like I don't know why it bothered me at first because I thought yes I know I don't sleep please leave me alone but then after a while I was like fuck you because you don't know what's going on in my life you know you don't know what I've got going on. You don't know my anxieties, my pain. Like, I don't, you know, I've never do so something, say something to a person that I don't know. You know, I might say maybe get some sleep. 
but that might be as far as I go because I don't know why this person's staying up all night, you know? And there are many reasons why people, you know, don't sleep or don't have time to rest or don't have the luxury because it is a luxury at the end of the day to rest. Um, and then I started reading Thick, uh, and I want to get this person's proper, proper name because I, she's my new stand little queen because I love her. Um, her name is Tressie McMillan Cotton. I adore her. She is honestly, if I recommend everybody buy this book, everybody should buy this book and read it and then read it again and then highlight your favorite bits because it's an amazing book. And I'm not really going to go into it all because I don't want to, I still need to sit with it. I still need to sit with this book because it spoke to so much to me as a young adult as a 21 year old but it also spoke to me as someone who has come out of a breakdown and to understand some of the systematic the social and systematic things as to why I had this breakdown is the way that I did and why I did the things that I did why I said the things that I said to said people um it's there's you know there's like there's an answer to it um and I'm again. I'm not gonna go fully into this essay because again, I need to sit with it. I just, I literally just finished it all day, so I'm still kind of sitting with the words. But essentially, this essay talks about having like being competent and the way that society talks to people who are aren't in the upper echelon, like about being competent and I read this essay and this guilt that I had just got lifted and then I got a bit angry but then I just like and I think maybe anger is always like I think anger is kind of a good sign in my personal opinion um in terms of in terms of just like having morals and not being completely um you know subdued to the way things are going on um i'm not saying anger is always healthy but a conversation for another day uh but yeah no i got very angry i i this anger that i felt and it wasn't towards people but i think it was just towards a system and again towards myself because i should have been nice to myself now if i could sum up this essay um in a whole in one kind of coherent sentence which if you haven't figured out by now I'm not the best at doing um she talks about like she opens up this essay about I've had enough money to pay for my heating for a while now but I just damn near forgot um <laughs> so I'm sitting in the cold right now I was like all right cool good for you sis like what like and then she talks 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 and then I'm gonna skip bits and she talks about her miscarriage um and essentially it happened which if you're a black woman you've heard the story a billion times uh, with many different people she started feeling pain in her like lower back and she was like oh maybe go to the hospital because i'm pregnant in it they were like yeah you know go to the toilet you're fine so she went back to home then she was on all types of pain and she called up the hospital they were like you know still hurting what's going on she's like where is the pain she was like oh uh 
in my lower back. I think it's either lower back or a bum. I can't remember which one it was. It's either or. Um, she was like, yeah, I've got this pain. And because it wasn't in where they thought it should be, they were like, you're just being overdramatic. It's probably Braxton Hicks or whatever. Just go to bed, you know, sleep it off and fine. It's only until things got dire. She was, they were like, oh, right, take you into A&E. She went to hospital and then had to go into labour. Baby's dead. Now, and I'm not trying to make light of this at all. And then the doctor walks up to her and was like, you should have just called, you know? Why didn't you just come earlier? Why didn't you just do X, Y, and Z? And as much as I can't relate to this woman who had a miscarriage, um, I can't, uh, I obviously empathise, but how many times I've been in this moment where I've tried to go for help as such, or I've tried to extend my hand and be like, yo, I'm in pain, or I'm tired, or I'm upset, or rah, 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 and people just dismiss it. And then it's only when people have breakdowns or whatever, especially black women, um, or miscarriages, or whatever, there's so many people like, oh, why did you come to me sooner? And all this other stuff. And again, I am glossing over a shit ton of factors here. You know, I'm not just talking about like, oh, you know, this just, um, sorry, really a bit sniffy. Um, you know, this applies to this, and this applies to this. Like, no, this applies to a lot of things. Uh, but really, um, just if I'm going to, again, sum it up, is that it's the idea of that black women are incompetent. Like, we just can't take care of ourselves. And it's really, again, she talks about this in her essay. She basically says that it's quite interesting because um, they we ha- black women especially have this uh, stereotype about them of being a mammy type. As, and I think, again, if you're a black woman, there is probably a time in your life when you've ha- like been aware of this um you've been aware of this kind of stereotype and essentially a mammy if you don't know is like somebody kind of think like queen of teeth from a hairspray or the help like usually a fat black woman but isn't uh it isn't uh excluded to them but just mainly black women who uh are just kind of the caregivers you know yeah back in slavery days you know there would be the mammy type in the house who'd look after all the white kids and you know she'd be feeding them and raising them and giving them like the good hearted advice but being the again being the caregiver so giving them emotional support as well kind of being the all-rounder like the superhero the the mammy essentially which is a horrible term. Never use it because I will slap you. Um, but yeah, being the mammy type. And yeah, essentially, but similarly, black women are also seen as incompetent. As, oh gosh, you don't know how to do this. Or, oh, you're just too X to do Y or whatever. You know, and the idea of um, us being incompetent kind of keeps us in our place. And she talks about it in, like, a 
wider view, if that makes any sense. She talks about it in like a the way society keeps us down as per usual and, and like how things like I don't know, like LinkedIn, for example, uh it's such a terrible website, but the owner's like, Oh, it's just because you don't understand how to use it. No, the website's shit. You know, but because we're convinced that we need to be competent in order to survive, because that's how again it's how capitalism functions. We still use it. We still use things like LinkedIn because we're like, hey, um, we need jobs. We need it. It's been sold to us that if you're competent enough to use it, then you know, you you can get a job and you might find that dream job from somewhere and rare, 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 rare. You know, like I'm sure someone explains to me how LinkedIn works. I don't really get it. You know, uh, it's kind of going back to her miscarriage. It, she was seen as incompetent because she couldn't figure out that she was having a miscarriage at the time, or she couldn't figure out something was going wrong, or or specifically point out that something was going wrong. Um, even though she did, but whatever, you know. And it's the same going back to me. Um, <laughs> there was, you know, what why it pissed me off that people were complaining that I was tired. Why why people were making jokes that I was tired of all the time because people were assuming that I just didn't want to sleep, that I was just, you know what, I feel like staying up to 4am tonight, or I feel like just watching all the bad boys movies or whatever, you know, that, you know, and that's truly not the case, but it kind of feeds into this lie that's been told to us, that if you're competent enough, then you can survive capitalism, which is not true. Um, basically, capitalism relies on that ideal and essentially pushes you to your wit's end, you know, like, I will give you this very barely working website, but if we tell you you're competent enough to try and, you know, if you're competent enough, then you can try and find your next job and then move up and move up in the social mobility thing, um, then, you know, yeah, like, I don't know what to say, like, it's, it's, and I think when she put it, because the way she writes, she writes so plainly, she writes so, like, bluntly, um, and it's very easy to understand because I love my social, my sociology books, but sometimes they use big words. I don't really get big words. Um, so she kind of writes, I'm not saying she's dumb in any way she performs, but she's very, like, easy to just understand. I said, the way she just talks, she's just easy to understand. Um, but yeah, we're kind of, it's kind of a lie to be sold on a lie that's being sold to us by society. But. I think to add to it, there's a lie that's being sold to us by ourselves or by our peers. And I think the thing that frustrated me, looking back at it, wasn't the fact that these people were making jokes. It's the fact that, that people were assuming that I was incompetent and that I was just too, I want to say stupid, but too, as I said, too incompetent, too naive, too anxious to even... Um, figure out how to like work my schedule like work around my schedule to figure out how to get a decent night's sleep or how to rest on the weekends and rare 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 and you know on a personal note for me I have this which I think I said in a previous episode like I do have this um anxiety about um always feeling the need to feeling the need to always be doing something and to be working on myself, working on my voice, working on whatever, to get to the next point. Um, and if I don't work on it every day, then essentially that I'm not doing all that needs to be done. Um, which, again, if you did this last episode, it's not true, but a conversation for another day. But 
that still doesn't mean that I'm stupid or that I just don't get what's going on. No, it actually, excuse me, um, you know, it's the way society is up, you know, because I chose to be a freelancer, that is my choice, I will admit that, but because of the way society is up with teaching um, and the way that my social standing is and slash was, um, because I guess it's gotten a little bit better, but not really, um, but, you know, the way my social standing is in terms of, like, I've, my mum is, is, is on benefits, so I don't have, like, a backdrop. Um, I'm living by myself and without any savings, so that's that. Um, you know, I don't have any family to rely on. You know, I'm not doing a woe is me, but this is the way society is. Um, this is the way society is set up for people like me. So I'm constantly, and Hey Fran Hey says it best, I'm playing catch-up essentially the reason why i'm not sleeping or the reason why i'm anxious and it leads me to not sleep is because i'm feeling anxious but people are putting me down as incompetent therefore it's kind of severing relationships or it's kind of um like ruining the idea of myself like i feel i'm feeling like um i'm not good enough or that i'm not adhering to these standards that are set by certain people and again it's not the idea of saying don't work hard or don't whatever but fucking rest you know fucking do what needs to be done do what you feel like needs to be done um and then going even going back 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 to my point about resting is that it's again it's a luxury it's not for um everyone like I don't have time every weekend to have the weekend off I cannot do that I work Saturdays and Sunday is probably my only day to catch up with all the shit that I've missed during the week. Um, you know, sometimes I can get Sunday off. Tomorrow I might, but it's not an everyday thing. I have a, I have a luxury to even have Sunday off, you know? Um, but that being said, as much as I'm saying that rest is a luxury and whatever, it's not a luxury because, you know, these things are happening and we're always busy and, oh my God, rest would be great. No, rest is a luxury because essentially rest has been, I guess, commodified or seen as a precious thing by a certain set of people. Um, you know, rest, I have was followed this um, account, which I'll link on in the description, saying that rest is a revolutionary act. And it totally is. Because we're told that if we rest too much or if we... Um, you know, obviously there's this self-care trend going on, but if we rest too much, or if we're just having a lazy day in or whatever, or we just have a nap during the day, it's like, no, progress. You need to, you know, wake up at nine, grind till nine, 12-hour days. Yeah, you know, have your tea. This is how you have the most productive day. This is how you do all, all the productive things in one day. You know, if you waste a day doing nothing productive, then what was the point of having that day? You know, all these things that are kind of being fed to us. And then we feed to each other. Don't get me wrong. Like, even the way that I'm kind of preachy on this podcast now, we're feeding uh, each other. There's no need. To, like, I think sometimes in my person, like, there's no need to be at all times. The rest is a revolutionary act. Um... Sometimes, if you can find a way to chill out, maybe on your journey, or 
uh, like. working stupid hour weeks and was trying to pay rent especially in london uh you know in cities and whatnot um we're trying to have extra things we're trying to go out
yeah, cool, sure. Like, I don't know. Um, season, like, going to be done of Angie and uh, 